Welcome back. It's issue number 57 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, mother queen of the brood, and with me are my co-hosts, Shane with the frightening numbness. Ooh, yes. And razor keen, retractable Rory. Hey. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I, I loved that sentence about Wolverine. I... Loved it. And it talked about how he has weird like holsters in his arm for his retractable <laughs> yeah. claws, which I don't think is actually true. Right. They just made that up in the moment. Well, I mean, they got to go somewhere. Right. I mean, like you can't just like. Cut into his arm flesh a weird way based on how his wrist is pointing every time. You know what I mean? Like they, there's got to be like grooves where they go. Sure. I don't know. But then in the movie, it's like, does it hurt every time? Every I don't time. know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he grows them real fast and then snaps them off when he's done. Maybe they can't oh. go back in. And they're like, like they're like terrifying, like fast forward fingernails. Oh God, that's awful. He has to trim them. Okay, we can't do fast we're, we're, forward fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> Like a time-lapse video of a nasty man growing out his fingies. Yeah. Yuck alert. <laughs> the big yuck alert. Let's keep this intro rolling, shall we? Today, we read comics about X-Men and Daredevil. And uh, sadly, they're the, they're the last ones we're going to read of both of those for uh, a little while. And they're going to take us through them from January through March of 1983. We have a new year on the table during this time. Ooh, fresh hot bummers. We got some fresh hot 1983 yes. bummers. Yes. So, Kilauea, the volcano, right, on mm -hmm. the big island of Hawaii, mm -hmm. begins erupting. And it will not stop erupting until 2018. <laughs> Which is really funny to me because I guess it's just like a, a slow burble. And the scientists are all like, no, it's technically still erupting. And everyone's like, really? <laughs> Is it not just kind of weeping like a nasty sore? And they're like, no, it's totally erupting. By the definition of erupting, it's still erupting for 30, 40 years. I, I don't know which volcano it was. Uh, a friend of mine in high school had grown up in Hawaii, and she had this video of just just lava rolling through her backyard like, you know, like a, you know, like, like a drunk neighbor <laughs> just taking a shortcut. <laughs> That's totally how it is. <laughs> like a drunk neighbor taking a shortcut. <laughs> God. Yeah, my mom has weird. some videos like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just, it's super bizarre. Like, I don't know. I didn't know something could erupt that long. Anyway, it, or it, how it, little there was to do about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, are we still like planning the city over here? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Build around it. 
Uh, here's one that's uh, close to home. Uh, the Wami Massacre in the International District in Seattle. Uh, apparently, this is the deadliest mass murder in Washington state history. And uh, w- happened, it was like it was like some guys essentially shaking up a, a gambling joint for money and then deciding to murder all the witnesses. Uh, it was pretty, pretty fucking gnarly. I guess like 13, 13 some people died. Something maybe 13 or 14, which is like, I guess it seems like a small number for when you say mass murder, but then that makes me feel bad about like, what did I want it to be more? Yeah. Like I'm glad and Washington has no bigger ones. We're like conditioned to be like, oh, that's not very many. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But 13's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a bummer. And then, Rory, you'll be happy to know our favorite man has returned. Who, Prince Ronald? Prince Ronald. <laughs> Ronald Reagan <laughs> proposes the Strategic Defense Initiative, SDI, also known by the media as Star Wars. His whole anti-ballistic missile situation that sort of never got off the ground. Uh, and I was reading through this article and I found yeah. this this paragraph just kind of cracked me up. So, like, you know how you know how the Republicans love Reagan. Um, here's the paragraph. And this is this is after a bunch of info about how this sort of like died decades ago. In 2019, space-based interceptor development resumed for the first time in 25 years with President Trump's signing of the National Defense Authorization Act. This program is currently managed by the Space Development Agency as part of the new National Defense Space Architecture. Uh, Early development contracts were awarded to L3 Harris and SpaceX. CIA Director Mike Pompeo called for additional funding to achieve a full-fledged, quote, strategic defense initiative for our time, the SDI-2. Yeah, so SpaceX and Blue Horizon, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, uh huh. Um, they're they're just gobbling up government money. They don't yep. do anything real. They just put people <laughs> like they put people close to space. Yeah, you can go just see it. Spend the rest of that money pretending they're developing laser beams. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's just it's so it's just so funny where it was so so baldly like. Let's uh, let's do a, a greatest hits of the Reagan administration. Remember that? Remember SDI? We're doing it again. We're going to put guns back up in space again. Laser we're guns. Gu- we're putting guns on the moon. America! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this feels pretty 1983 to me. It's very, uh, you know, very Star, Star Wars focused. Because uh, I think, what, the first two are out at this point and Jedi's not out yet? Sounds I think right. That, I, think, I think that timeline makes sense. Everybody's got Star Wars on the brain. Did Jedi uh, not come out until the mid '80s? Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Jedi comes out like I'm gonna say it might be six, maybe '85. <sighs> might even be. Might even be earlier. I'm not sure. Let, let, let's look it up live on air. Let's use our Googles. Oh, it is '83. It's just later Ooh. in '83. All right. Well, oh, shit. Egg on my face. I doubled down on '85. <laughs> You were like, fuck yeah, 85, all my chips, go. <laughs> you guys ever think that Jedi, this, like it works like other plurals, like Latin-based plurals, and that a singular Jedi should be called a Jedus or a Jedum or a Jed, yeah, Jedus? I don't, I don't like the word Jedus. Well, it's, <laughs> it's Greek, so the singular is Jedipus. <clears throat> <laughs> I've got a real Jedipus <laughs> complex. <laughs> 
<laughs> what, a, what a dumb joke. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, words are fun. There were some in this comic that we read called X Men Issue One Sixty Five. So here we go. Here we go. There were we we finish out. Uh, our our stint here with uh, with Claremont's X Men at least for now until we decide to opt back in um, with the end of the Brood Saga and it kind of has like two endings like it says it's gonna end in one sixty six and then there's kind of a oh just kidding tag in one sixty seven um and both of the stuff that we read this week the Daredevil issues and the X Men issues had like a double length issue in here. And I wonder whether or not that was just a thing they did with a bunch of different comics at the time, mm-hmm. where they were like, "This month's double issues, fuck it." Yeah. Um, but we did have we did have some double length, which I apologize for. I'm going to do that live on air. I apologize for the extra reading this week. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, we saw the page count, and I was last night. I said out loud, reading to myself, "God Andrew. damn it, God damn it, Andy." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do my due <laughs> diligence. I fucked up. I also just kind of wanted wanted to neatly end both of these runs in the same issue yeah. rather than sort of limping across with the final issues next week. That would have so, been awkward for both of these, I think. Yeah. I'll say, so the X-Men issues, the plot of these is nonstop chaos from start <laughs> to finish. Yes. Uh, Fuck. The character stuff was pretty fun. I I guess I'll agree with that. Yeah, there's, I don't know. It depends on which characters we're talking about, right? Because like, kind of all of them had pretty good moments, or well, almost all of them. Yeah, I I took issue a little bit with oh when Storm <laughs> turned into a vampire whale. When Storm <laughs> turned into a vampire whale. <laughs> when Storm not only turned into a vampire whale, but a vampire whale that could astral project Storm elsewhere, and also had Storm's regular body without skin fetus up inside <laughs> of a, a membranous sack inside of the vampire yes. whale. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> really, really pretty out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all the Akati stuff comes out of nowhere and is pretty fucking wild. Yeah. The Akati are these like, well, essentially, the brood used them like like sentient. We've been spaceships. calling them their living spaceships, and as it turns out, they were just whales that the brood were like, "What could you? I, I could be in a whale." Yeah, they used mind control on them. <laughs> yeah, they they used a a virus that made them submissive and uh and they were like nice yeah and breedable broodable submissive and broodable submissive and broodable yeah (laughs) but did you guys did you guys break into my tinder account (laughs) 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 well the other the, the important thing is that the akanti can they can travel faster than light just sort of naturally that's like a thing a feature of their species and so that was why they were enslaved by the brood um and the major plot point here is that they're like species i don't know kind i guess kind of ruler but sort of like elder prophet they have a they have a full religion yeah that's kind of cool total nonsense 
It's it. Oh my god! It sucks because it was just doled out to us in these long, long text-filled pages, and I'm just like, oh no, I wasn't here for this right now. I just want to know why storms a, a a whale. I don't. I didn't need to know all this, but the prophet has a special soul. And the soul is supposed to get flung into a star when the prophet dies so that, I don't know, something, something, the whole species can benefit and a new prophet can be born. Uh, and instead, the prophet, uh, the dead body <laughs> yeah, of the so old prophet is so like he's stuck. The, uh, he's, you know, the, the space Buddhists. Yes. <laughs> whales. <laughs> yep. And they seem to just have been... I don't get it because it seems like they just fly around space with thinking life is so dope that bad people don't exist mm. i wasn't really sure how they got enslaved because it seemed like they're very they, smart and spiritual and can teleport and they were taken over seemingly seemingly pretty easily well yeah. they actually they were accidentally enslaved so like the they talk about how the first attack on them the the brood got lucky and got their yeah, space, that's what I'm, their that's space what I'm whale saying. jesus buddha and like they they just happened to enslave it but he also like controls the rest of them and they all follow him like mindlessly so that because they control him, then they like can't escape. Yeah, right. And they, right. Because they, they like leave. die. Yeah, they like die if they're too far away from him. And like, right. Yeah, I don't know. It. This was all. This was explained in the densest couple of pages, and I. I will fully admit to my eyes glazing over while trying to get through. But oh yeah, I mean it's it's cool on uh you know in theory, but I wish that it hadn't been. It's just a sort lot of, of neat world building. It's just not pertinent to what we're reading, and it's pertinent, but not, not enough for for like I said, <laughs> this plot is is already going a mile a minute, and then to add in yeah. this like entire other space civilization in one page is <laughs> was part well, of the course, but it's unacceptable. Yeah, this whole arc has been really strange because like just to remind you of the things that have happened in the last several issues, uh, very quickly, is like they were all kidnapped. We found out they all have babies inside of them that are going to be born and they can't be killed. And uh, uh, fucking Carol Danvers was experimented on and now she's become like one with the galactic energy or some shit. And now she's a different hero named Binary who's super powerful. And we've got Lalandra there. And now we've got these space whales and Storm like died. She like died sort of absorbing galactic energy out in space and then fused with a space whale. And now they're going to go save the other space whales. And I guess as a way of saying, fuck you to the brood because they're going to die anyway. It's just, I don't know. It's, it, it's been, it's been a lot of like really big swings one after another. Of you, like, you left out, although we've already said it. Storm's a vampire again. Yeah. Storm of. was a vampire for a second. It was she, extremely she, she weird. is sort of somewhat, she was sort of somewhat astral, right? It was sort of unclear, mm -hmm. but she was like, well, I, I, this is my body now. I'm a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Neat, huh? Neat. And everybody's like, Storm, you've got flangs. And she's like, yeah, bro. Sometimes you get fangs. <laughs> Sometimes, man. Fangs are dope. Did she's, you not get the memo? I mean, I guess she's got all of this sort of like celestial knowledge and sort of, you know, uh, <laughs> You know, human things like fangs become uh, human observations, like having fangs is sort of mundane to her. But mm -hmm. everybody's bringing it up and she's just like, get over it. It's Storm, funny. Storm's got fangs. I, I wonder, like, you know, I, I think Marvel Marvel is is held together by 
strong string, but string where like certain certain things belong in certain spheres. Dracula definitely belongs with, you know, the 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 vampires and vampire hunters on Earth. But it does kind of crack me up to think like, I don't know. What if the Star Jammers just like grabbed Dracula and took him into space? Like, what's Dracula like in space? Oh, Dracula can, be a fucking blast with the Star can Jammers. He, can oh, he vampire so up aliens? Like, what is like what happens when he vampires Thor or something? Like, what happens? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, you, I'm I'm kind of interested in in space vampires. <laughs> that's a really interesting question, Andrew. Because if they don't have like. In Dracula, they talk about how it's not the cross, but just like religious right, belief yes. is what like makes him go away. So like it, there are some planets where religious religious belief just doesn't exist. Right. And then could he even when get somewhere anywhere? It's fucking, when there's somewhere it's real, for sure. There's a God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could he even get anywhere near Adam Warlock? Yeah, who's no. basically Jesus? Well, could he you do know, that? You you mentioned the shoestring that holds Marvel together, and and, and it's, it bears mentioning that within that w- within that there is a smaller shoestring, which is all like all vampire lore, mo- like kind of applies to Dracula, except no, like none of the rules apply to like Dracula, like you know what I uh-huh. mean? Like, yeah, Dracula yeah, yeah. is himself, just like nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> also, what is a vampire without all of the rules? Yeah, and just a mean fangy boy. And did <laughs> is Earth the only planet to have vampires? Are there other vampires? That Earth have, like... doesn't have vampires. Europe has vampires. <laughs> right, it's such a European problem. <laughs> oh. oh, I wanted to also point this. We haven't talked about this the whole time, and I've I've been meaning to bring it up. Did you guys early on in the Brood Saga? Did you sort of feel like maybe? when they kept calling these brood drones sleezoids, that maybe it was just sort of a thing that Wolverine liked to call them for fun and then slowly realized that everyone calls them sleezoids and maybe yeah. that's their real name. Kind yeah. of. It, yeah. It sort of, it morphed. I, I do feel like, um, it was being used pejoratively and yeah. then, and then at some point became sort of post ironic and they, and the brood live on sleaze world. <laughs> yeah. They live sleaze world (laughs) like it's so weird it feels like something out of like a mad magazine thing like this is and then when then we're supposed to take it deadly seriously but we have to it's like oh no they're gonna turn into sleezoids (laughs) (laughs) it's just Uh, i uh. i would i would hazard a guess that i don't think that this hypothesis is correct but i'm throwing it out there because maybe maybe there's something to it maybe Mm -hmm. Blank dash oid isn't as played out in t- in nineteen eighty three, but I feel like it probably is. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a teenage mutant ninja turtles insult. It does. <laughs> like, come on, you sleazoid. <laughs> uh, um. Also, Kitty makes a Star Trek reference at one point, so she's definitely my favorite now. Um, considering Marvel <laughs> Comics has pretty much exclusively referenced Star Wars repeatedly and frustratingly, and well, except now suddenly except someone the, acknowledges the Shi'ar, Trek. The, the Shi'ar, remember, there's they've always kind of been a Star Trek ripoff. They had the That's bridge, true, That's and then true. and then we had the uh, she when she says the beam me up, Scotty or whatever. Yeah, she says that when they're on the 
what is it called? The teleporter bridge or whatever. Yeah, the... yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's true. I just and when you they're know. explicitly ripping off Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, like to see Trek love. I like it. Fair. I like to see. Although Lalandra does use his lightsaber for sure. Yeah. I know. I know. I mean, <clears throat> would would they couldn't would, decide. What if Star Trek did have lightsabers? Like that was the only thing that they took from Star Wars. It was like we're Star Trek, but also you can't own swords. <laughs> we 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 recognize lightsabers are dope, so we brought those in too. Yeah, what uh, a fucking what a ripoff that they're just gonna own energy swords and nobody else can have them. <laughs> well, you can have Halo. them. They just can't. They just can't be the same. Oh, you can have them. You can't, difficult can't call them lightsabers, which is fair. But you can't possibly use them without looking like a Star Trek ripoff or a Star Wars ripoff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. They got there first. So they ruined it for everybody. I, I was I was watching a, a video. This is gonna, this is such a weird tangent. I'm so sorry for the, the. I was watching a video the other day talking about like this bassist whose name I've already forgotten, but apparently he was like Flea. No. Not Flea. There's some. It was some other weird like one name thing. Maybe maybe like Ju start with a J he was like really crazy on the fretless bass and he had this bizarre style and incredible tone and I don't know fuck I need to look it up but he apparently he did it so good and everyone like knew it they were like holy shit that's he's got this crazy new sound that no one even bothered trying to do it because anyone who tried to do that style of fretless bass playing was like oh you're just ripping him off and so basically, he's the only one who's ever really done it because everyone else shied away from it because they didn't want to be a poser. And I feel like that's, yeah, like lightsabers. Lightsabers a little bit are like that. It's like, well, fuck, you ruined you ruined laser swords for everybody. Now no one could do it. Fuck you, Star Wars. Anyway, that tangent was for me and for me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about Professor X, this final issue. So I guess they put a baby egg, a mommy egg in uh, a baby mommy, a queen. It's a baby and a mommy egg. A queen in... baby. <laughs> I am Both queen baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one of those in Professor X, who I guess they got at some point. Yeah, they got him. And uh, he turns into a queen baby. <laughs> and they fight him. And then his mind is inside the queen baby and they pull his psychic spirit out and put it in a clone of Charles Xavier <laughs> and the clone has working legs but Professor X like hates it it's constant <laughs> it's constant pain yeah cause he's got like psychosomatic he thinks his brain thinks his legs shouldn't work so they don't it's not his brain it's his psychic ghost yes his psychic ghost yeah they fucking turned Professor X into a sleezoid and then put his ghost brain into a clone of him in the same issue. <laughs> the, the, they did not want to commit to that, and they really did want to do some sort of crazy woo-woo answer for it. It's just bizarre. <laughs> and Lalandra promises to offer, or Lalandra promises, yeah, Promises to give him plenty of chances to practice on his legs, which I guess is, you know, upward, to, upright sex. I'm going to take you to, to to Bone Town as often as upright possible. Upright Bone City. <laughs> 
Are you ready for our upright sex? (laughs) 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 We finally graduated. He could have had upright sex. They just have to like strap him to a wall or something. Whoa. He's going to. He's going to stay up. He's going to like it. <laughs> he's bound to dab with the space queen. We also Bound see the new mutants the here. Uh, the new mutants. Uh, apparently, the the cover dates of these issues uh, are lies because we supposedly would have already had the first three issues of new mutants, but I have those in next week's reading list. Regardless, mm. uh, we have the new mutants and they like fight the regular X-Men briefly because they don't know them because they've been... Professor X never told them there's X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. God. <laughs> Professor X is the worst. Um, And I actually, I like... This is this is another fun little period reference. They get in, they we first see them and they're all sitting in, like, in the, the mansion like huddled together around a TV set watching Magnum PI together. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> drooling over Tom Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's delightful. Tom Tom Selleck has found his way on our uh television in my house many a time. And uh Oops, I'm on the Tom Selleck channel again. <laughs> Look what happened to my accident. Poor Andy. No, that's a good impression of my mother. <laughs> Oops, oh no, what's happened? It's Tom again. <laughs> uh and then and then Xavier is like also Kitty, even though you've been through a lot and you've clearly been a really good member of the team. She gets demoted to new mutant. Yeah, fucking Here you go. Go sit at the kids table because we need you to help sell well, the new although so he has a line that is nice where he's like you know she's like no i'm an x-man i've already done that and you know it's like yeah yeah perhaps having a child on the x-men was a tremendous oversight mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean speaking of having a child on the x-men we kind of we didn't really talk about it i know we and i and i know that you it, I heard that in your voice, Andy. <laughs> there is an entire uh, three or four pages dedicated to child dedicated to, to Colossus smooching this child and her being like, no, 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 it's fine. Take me. And he's like, no, you're a child. And she's like, no, 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 it's totally cool. It's totally cool. I asked you're my mom. Let, we're she in said space. It's fine. You can't we're let in society space. govern us. Yeah. <laughs> like... You don't have to follow Earth rules because we are in space. These are now space boobs. You can touch them. The, I'm, we're both gonna die. What does it matter if you're? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does it? What does it matter if you're ten years older than me and your and penis is the size of my whole body? She's like thirteen. <laughs> yes. Just yeah, and 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 they. It's like it's so weird because like they talk about that all that conversation where he's like no i can't you're you're too young or whatever happens after they make out and i'm like peter (laughs) you can't this is this is not the order of operations and also you can't like reasonably expect her to be cool with it when you're like yeah let's make out we shouldn't do this like that's a pretty bad mixed message to give. well what's annoying too is 
is is is how explicit it constantly is because she's not written like a 12 year old not you know she's she's a pretty competent human being and she's not drawn like a tiny little baby but then she keeps constantly being like remember how i'm under 18 i know (laughs) god (laughs) and he calls her little one too and i'm like no 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 yeah After smooching her straight on the face. (laughs) After putting his adult tongue in her child mouth. (laughs) That's an accurate description of what happens, but I don't, I feel like I want to bleep you. Yeah, you should, you should bleep that. (laughs) It'll be be worse if you bleep it. I know. You've given me a real Sophie's over here, Shane. <laughs> a Sophie's tongue? No! <laughs> You're so fucking vile. You're the devil on this podcast's shoulder, Shane. Yeah. You know what That's I also true. don't get? So, I mean, I guess, you know, the 80s isn't that far back. But I, I keep wanting to give this thing some historical leniency where this would have been you know, a little more common, maybe not appropriate, but more common. Uh, but then they keep constantly commenting on how inappropriate and wrong it is. And you're like, yes, Eyes! I know <laughs> you're killing me with this. Uh, it's very odd. Ugh. So that's, that's the, uh, that's the end of the brood saga. And we're going to step away from X-Men. We are going to, like I said, we're going to check in on the new mutants next, uh, next week on the show to see how they, uh, put it into a monthly comic after that kind of lukewarm graphic novel intro. So we'll, we'll peek in on that and see, see a couple issues of that and see how it goes. But, but we're gonna, we're gonna hang out with the X-Men again later, maybe, but not for now. And uh, the other goodbye we're doing today is to Daredevil, who we have kind of like a, a, a the end of the arc we were doing and then a very odd. Tag it doesn't feel like issue. we really got the end. It felt like we wanted we were we wanted some closure with what goes on with Electra. But yeah, yeah kind of, it's kind of an ending. Kind of. Um, and this is this is the end of Frank Miller's run. And apparently he will. Uh, I don't know if this was like. My my gut says that it was him wanting to leave because he was heading off to go do a more creator controlled. Uh, he's going to go make Ronin for DC, mm. um, which he started later this year. So I think it was probably his call. He's like, yeah, I've done this. I'm a go. But it does feel a little abrupt to me. Yeah. Uh, like like maybe he made the decision kind of quickly and was like, well, <laughs> finish it out and then I'll do a story that I kind of wanted to do as a as a one-off goodbye and then we'll go um so this 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 arc we've been doing about I mean what is this even what is it even about it's it's Daredevil having lost his powers kind of which we don't really get resolution in these issues for and because he never lost his powers he's just a whiny little boy who forgets <laughs> sometimes you forget <laughs> you Oh, Matthew, you just forget sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you just forget your powers. So it's him and the stuff with Stick and then also Black Widow and her ninja cancer dissolution poison magic MacGuffin. And 
And then... it's magicked away as, as quickly as it appeared. Yeah, yes, it does. It absolutely does. Um, Although apparently she for real dies, and then they for real use um, magical resurrection. Just... Yeah. God, I mean, as, so few as, silly, as silly as what any any other explanation they would have going to use to MacGuffin out of this, but it's a big swing. I just, I feel like we don't get, like there was, like we were maybe building up to learning more about Stick and his organization, and in the end, what we learn is that they're really magic and super weird, and then they all basically die, yeah. and we never learn anything. They all give up their lives. I got big Jedi vibes from them, not from original Star Wars, but like prequel shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of the like, you're not pure enough to study with us vibes. Uh, Yeah, the way that they're sort of, they're just sort of Jedi-ish. And then, yeah, with Elektra, they were like, you know, she hasn't been cleansed of her hate and anger. And, and they were like, well, can we just turn this woman we just trained uh, how to do psychic battle? Like, can we just set her all loose on the world? And they're like... Better now than later. <laughs> like <laughs> we've already we've already done quite a bit of damage. Yeah, because that's like the weird reveal, right? Is that Stone Stone tells Matt that they had trained Electra years ago, and then she joins the foot to prove how cool she is to to stick. I like that you said the foot. <laughs> I did say the foot. We were talking about Ninja Turtles earlier, I and know. also okay. The... Here's a crazy reveal. Uh, it, now, to be fair, you you could it's not it's not plot things, but I would say this may be foreshadowed by the way they play with red and black uh, with Daredevil. Uh huh. Um, at some point in this issue, uh, Kingpin's men are ordered to shoot only the ninjas in black. I have been reading a hundred Daredevil issues, and I thought that they were wearing red. Yeah. I guess I don't know what color I think those ninjas are, but I think you're right. Yeah. Or or pink sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> like very magenta. Very only only Kirigi is the pink ninja. Yeah. <laughs> the pink Power Ranger Kirigi. I remember when we made a big deal about him coming back to life only to get completely bodied the next issue and then we forget about him again. I kind of liked it. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little, uh, pacing's a little odd, but... Uh, yeah, I, I like I like things that are not always super predictable, and it didn't feel wasted, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. and it built up to the everything going down with Electra in the next couple issues. True, yeah. it's true, that's true. Um, it's if there's anything that I didn't feel like was necessary, it was Black Widow in these issues. She doesn't really, oh, God, oh God, she doesn't really do. She doesn't I really like, offer anything. I don't like Black Widow anyway. Like, I have such a strong dislike of Black Widow for no reason. And <laughs> the the whole, like, she just exists and then she wants to break up Daredevil and his girlfriend because she's wow. jealous. And I was like, this is so stupid. That was the I, but dumbest. I kind of liked it, too. Okay. It, it, because uh, <laughs> all three of these people are kind of behaving repugnantly uh, <laughs> and just three people in this doomed in this doomed uh, love triangle just behaving despicably. I mean, she uh, Heather's not really being despicable. She's just like she's coming apart at the ends. Yeah. And, and uh, sort of you just she's not big. You just see you see the uh, 
the chaos that is that is in her life and is following her and like it's just like just dump this dude Heather. Yeah. And, but she keeps digging. She keeps digging is what she does. Yep. God, it's just this scene I I don't know what I was expecting, but this fucking scene was wild to me because uh Natasha goes she's like Heather comes home while Natasha's with Daredevil and Heather's visibly drunk and it's kind of a weird vibe and she's like, "Well, oh, god, I think I I think I wrote the line down somewhere." She was like, uh, about Heather, Matt, I don't mean to pry, but then don't. Yeah. And that's like the end of the conversation. And she's like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Something's weird. And she goes to see Foggy. Natasha goes to see Foggy. And <laughs> Foggy tells her he sucks now. Yeah. Hey, guess yeah. what? Matt's being a real asshole. He, I think, has like engineered Heather's life to be worse so that she'll rely on him more. And also, I don't think they should be together. And Natasha's like, yeah, and I still love him. And they're like, what should we do? And their bright idea is to forge letters from Heather and Matt to each other breaking up. <laughs> and they say they use the word forge, like, how, hey, how's your forgery skills? And then the letter Matt gets, which I, I'm always annoyed every time he can read. Um, because <laughs> yeah, he just because he, he just the, feels the paper, right? He yeah, can, he can feel it. He can feel the and the ra- the raised ink, Rory. The letter Heather get the letter that they wrote for him was, "Dear Matt, this is Heather. I hate you now. Goodbye." <laughs> Which should be like, like honestly, that's that's just, that should that 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 kind of tracks with what's happened but it's so yeah. immature and terse <laughs> that it's it's hard not to laugh at and and heather gets one that's only slightly better than that well okay but also it's not like foggy knows that matt can read normal handwriting so how did foggy go along with this plan to just write a note to matt i wasn't sure i wasn't uh, yeah i know um well i think, <laughs> I think they, this is just i I think he knows. He knows that Matt can read like that. Maybe. I, I think that would be completely wild for a normal blind mm-hmm. person to be able to do. It it is, but I think I think I think he he definitely like works. They work together. Yeah, but yeah, it, he probably has noticed Matt not waiting around for braille transcripts at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's just it's such a wild scene. <laughs> let's just fake let let's not get our friends to, you know, actually break up. Let's just fake some notes and we're pretty sure that this is gonna be okay. <laughs> God damn it. Um Okay. So anyway, while this is happening, they're uh they've realized also stick dies. Uh stick and shaft use their magic powers to kill a bunch of attacking ninjas and explode. Yes. They (laughs) suck the life energy out of a bunch of ninjas and the life energy is too much for their bodies and they blast into cinders and leave a scorched mark on the floor. (laughs) Uh, And so it's only stone left. And I don't like. What? How do you get that power? I know. How do you practice? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's very it's again it's like kind of very um magical and sort of relig not religious but you know um yeah i don't know yeah. celestial it's mm-hmm. i i do love 
I do love that panel, though. It looks really good. It's very cool. <laughs> it also, you know how like we talk about the, them turning into steam or whatever? It's the same yes. kind of artwork whenever they suck the souls out of them. So it's kind of like... I thought they had basically cyanide pills. But the, they like... They do, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they the don't ninjas. have some sort of... They don't magic themselves into steam. No, but the, the cyanide pills might be magic, though. The, yes. But the, but the cyanide but, pills are probably the same kind of poison that they give to Natasha just faster. Could be. Sure. Could be. Yeah, because she was talking about how she was dissolving. She's like, I was yeah. melting. By the but time then they just, cure her, but then she, she just regular like dies. Yeah, she does yeah. look gross, but she does not look evaporated. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, so, so here's the, here's the big deal is that Stone has, uh, meditated for like five hours and now has the answers to every one of their questions and is like, oh, okay, I know what the hand are going to do. They need, they didn't have, they don't have Kirigi anymore. They want to fuck us up. They need a champion. They're going to resurrect Electra, And they're like, oh, fuck. And so they like beat feet over to Electra's grave and they fight. Oh no, but they get Electra. They get her body. Which I don't, I don't get. Well, I mean, I get, but like, they, they're always there. And I guess maybe this is an issue with all sort of superhero villain organizations because they need a bunch of bodies for superheroes to, to, to you know, mow through. Uh-huh. But it's like, sure. are these guys an elite clan of ninja assassins? Or are these a bunch of like... You know, non-salary ninjas who just can't get the job done without without bringing in a heavy hitter. They're all ten ninety nine ninjas. <laughs> 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 they got other shit going on, man. Do you think the ten ninety nine dissolves when they do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the tax liability doesn't. Yeah, exactly. The IRS will still come for the hand. Um, yeah, the, the rest of this is just like a showdown to get to, to Electra's body. There's a bit of interesting stuff with Kingpin that I kind of liked where Daredevil has to essentially suck it up and go ask Kingpin. Okay. I don't know where the hand headquarters is and I bet you do. And Kingpin makes him like take out a, essentially like a, a, a misbehaving Lieutenant, uh, on his behalf. So then he gives the address to Daredevil and when shit gets really bad, Kingpin's goons show up and help finish the job. And Kingpin just sort of pulls up in the car and is like, hey, yeah, I helped you. We're the same. We're the same. The same. <laughs> we need we need each other. And he, he does say a cool line. He says, we are the power in this city. And I'm like, uh, you know, like, he also is like, when you needed to know where the hand were, you didn't go to the police. You came to me. Like, you know that this is the arrangement as much as I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're basically besties, um, which was kind of which is kind of fun. I, I always like Kingpin. I don't fucking care. He's great. Um, But Matt, did you guys understand what happened here with the cleansing and Matt trying to bring her back with no understanding of how f- the power works? Yeah, he tried to use the magic and instead of bringing her soul back, he cleaned away all of her sin. Duh. Uh, in in the context of the scene, I give it a bit of a pass because he didn't have any. Like, was he going to do go go off study for ten years, come back now a, a, an exploding wizard and solve this problem? Like, I've become a wizard like, of the exploding school. 
<laughs> it's like Stick said it's all energy, so here goes fucking nothing. Uh, and in fairness, he also fucked up the spell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or but, did he? But somehow he purified her. And I don't so, know what that's I don't, we don't know what that means. means. But, he purged but, her. He purged her of her like. But I Stone know, pain. took off his Stone took off his ninja clothes and ran off with her body, so that's yep. I think not supposed to seem as sexual as as how I described it. <laughs> Baby, take off your ninja clothes and run away with me. <laughs> do you think that's what happened, or do you think he killed himself to I think that he must have gone off well, with her because in the epilogue we see her like she's back still to climbing. life. She's no, that's that's her in the underworld of some kind. The sort of climbing the climbing the forever hell. Yeah, that's not a real. That's not a place that exists. Well, Andrew. well I didn't know exactly what <laughs> are you was sure? going on. Wait, so wait, are you sure? Because <laughs> when when we when we actually show at the end of that comic, like Natasha, Natasha grabs his like gear and she throws it to the side. She's like, oh, his his fucking ninja outfits here. Yeah. And then so like, which, well, but I mean, like, that's I don't know. It seems my, like that is. So, so my question implied. is, I guess it made saw, more sense to me because we don't we have never seen Stone's face. So he sort of disappears into the crowd. Right. Sure. So, but the whole but the whole thing where he they're like, you can't you could you be right. Be magical. He, he, he could have iced himself and killed Electra again. I don't know. So no, he brings I, her into I, life. I need to I need to I need to ask then. About oh, like gives himself here. for her to live again. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. I need to yeah. ask about our interpretation here because at the beginning of the, the of 189, I think we see Electra in sort of this like flashback. Not it's like a training montage, right? But it's like I I wasn't sure exactly how to take the like absurdly giant cliff she was trying to scale and get to. Oh, the top but that of. wasn't that wasn't a flat. That was narration on top of where she is, quote unquote, now. Well, but she was like they talk about like oh she couldn't make it to the top. Like, is she like one of us? And then they like have her. She like trains with them for a year. And then they're finally like, okay, she's not going to be one of us. She's dealing with the pain or whatever. I wasn't sure whether this was a literal mountain she was climbing or a metaphorical one, especially when at the end, it seems like maybe the implication is that now she's alive again. She's she's been purged by Matt. And now she can climb this cliff. You know what I mean? I was very well could be. I read it as like the sort of afterlife that she's trapped in right now with this unending mm-hmm. cliff to climb but it does work uh, both ways it works metaphorically yeah. and it works literally so i guess it doesn't sure. matter in the end like she climbed to the cliff because she was purged whether that's a metaphor or not i guess it doesn't fucking matter but i i did read it literal yeah and her, clothes, enough, are no, like, her clothes are white now instead of red too right yeah. yes yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. become gandalf the white and uh yeah that could be but i don't know why she'd go there isn't that place empty now yeah right i mean unless I just to prove she could or i guess she's she's technically the last like i don't know maybe has enough of their lessons to start the school up right maybe yeah because the rest of them are fucking dead stone was like i don't have an heir i can't teach anybody now fuck um well maybe Electra knows how to explode now it's just i don't know it was cool i liked it in a way i guess i like that it's up to interpretation the art's really fucking good uh, the fight scenes in these in these issues are are incredible. You can, I mean, you can just you can tell how much fun Frank has drawing every contour of Daredevil's body. Um, he's like, finally, those uh, those <laughs> anatomy classes paid off. Uh, and then the final issue, 
is nothing at really, all related to any of this. Yeah, it's yeah, like nothing. I mean, it's really introspective, but also is kind of like a PSA on gun control. I yeah, it goes weird angles. So this whole thing is sort of framed by Daredevil has come to see Bullseye and he's playing Russia roulette with this sort of with the, you know, the living mummy of Bullseye's body. And um, <laughs> by the end of it, the reveal is that the gun never had any bullets. They're both sort of like stuck in this thing for a it, it works narratively. But the implication has now just been that Daredevil went to the hospital to torture a paralyzed guy for shit. Yes. <laughs> it's very, yes. The, the literal thing of it is very odd. He's like, he knew he didn't have bullets, though. It wasn't like an accident. And he, yeah. It never had bullets. And I'm and all of the text that we see in that scene is in square text boxes, which makes me think it's not being spoken aloud, that it's all just Daredevil's internal monologue. So it's extra weird, maybe, that what he did is walk silently into Bullseye's fucking hospital room and just play, play Russian with him roulette like a silently. Cat. <laughs> yeah. And then leave. <laughs> he played fake Russian roulette. He just gave yeah. the guy a fright. God, it's just so weird. Um, and it also takes a lot of the power away from the early parts where we think Matt is so broken that he's literally playing Russian roulette with Bullseye. Yeah. And then the the actual like flashback plot that we get is a little odd. Uh, it's like this uh, this guy. I, mean, I don't even remember all the exact details, but essentially he was like maybe going to take the case of of some guy who is being accused of embezzling funds away from some kind of like. I don't know, maybe a charity or like some sort of fund to make TV good for kids again. Yeah, like you know? yeah. and well, he is doing that. Right. But he's also being blackmailed and like we learned. He's being know, blackmailed he's... because he's doing it. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And he's a really shitty dad. And, but yeah, then when but then Daredevil dad. beats him up in front of his kid and the kid still doesn't like it. And yeah. uh, the kid also sometimes thinks he's Daredevil. Uh yeah. which is pretty odd. The kid is clearly like an abuse victim and needs therapy and uh and daredevil admits either he admits out loud or privately to himself in the thought bubbles i'm not really sure to bullseye that like he should have gotten help for this kid but he liked the adoration that the kid has for daredevil and yeah. and uh and wasn't really thinking too hard about the fact that what the kid really liked about Daredevil is that Daredevil beats the shit out of anybody who stands in his way. And maybe that's not a healthy thing for people to like you about. <laughs> um, and so he's like trying to come to grips with like what his own deal is and the fact that his dad never wanted him to fight anybody. He wanted him to become a lawyer or anything else other than a fighter. And yet he did it anyway. And he's just got a lot of like really bad feelings about himself. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like it's which is why undercut. I thought that he might be playing real Rush Roulette. Oh, I right. see. Yeah, you're agreeing with me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like that's that's like it like sort of misses the mark for me on that. Like if you're gonna make him look like he's doing that, I feel like he should really be doing that. Like that's way stronger. I mean, it's dark as fuck, but it's way stronger. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a it's an interesting way for Frank Miller to to step off of this. I don't know if this is just an idea he had in his head bouncing around and he wanted to do it before he left it's kind of the vibe i get yeah but yeah uh we're 
when Frank Miller's done, he does come back uh, in, I think, 1986 to do another storyline for Daredevil. So I'm going to try and remember to get that on our list. It's uh, apparently a pretty famous one called Born Again. Um, I guess he comes back to do that. So maybe maybe we'll check in again later. But but this is it for now. This is Daredevil. We've read the entire initial Frank Miller run. And I feel good about that. We Huzzah. did it. Hooray. Until the very last chunk of this, I felt like it was the most worth our time of anything we've read. 100%. On this podcast. 100% agree. So, you know, <laughs> Infinite Backlog recommends this whole chunk. Uh, this whole chunk. <laughs> what is it, like a Home and Garden Network show? Yeah. This old chunk. Shane, the the microphone is yours. Hello! Hello and welcome! Welcome to this week's A Fuck, Mary Kill! Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. Today we have a goodbye episode. We have to say goodbye to some of our best friends. Aww. And, you know, because we have to say goodbye to them, they have to make it to our list. Yes. So first and foremost, Chris Claremont. <laughs> Is your number one. Oh, no. I got to Google what this man looks like. Yeah, you do. Right now you do. Uh, secondly, Mr. Frank Miller himself. Oh, I don't have to I can't remember. Wait. I literally can't wait for you to Google Frank Miller because he's a spooky vampire. <laughs> he is a spooky vampire. <laughs> Frank and Miller la- looks like the kind of guy who stands off to the side of the road and you roll down your window and he goes, I wouldn't keep driving this way. I wouldn't keep driving this way if I were There's you. trouble up there, Mills. <laughs> uh, okay, third. And last but not least, a vampire whale storm. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Rory, question. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a con goer you are, but have you ever like gone to see Claremont? I feel like he does the circuit a fair amount. Have you ever met mm, the guy in ne- person? I've never met him. Okay. Um. Because I was gonna say, if any of us have actually met the man, maybe uh, maybe there's a vibe that we can get <laughs> on how <laughs> on how uh, how we might proceed. I know none of us no, have met Frank Miller. I'm not, I, I don't I'm know not a he... huge con person, and I'm not a huge like. I need to meet the authors. I met totally. uh, Remender briefly at Oh Emerald yeah, City, and that's it. Was he cool? Yeah, I mean, he's just he's there. He's there to be cordial. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> he's, he, he's he's there so that people will continue to buy his books. Uh-uh. Yeah, they got to have a smile on their face. I didn't yeah. I didn't stick around and bug him. It wasn't like a pan. I just said, hi, I like your books. <laughs> hi, I like your I books. I did. That made me sound like some sort of troglodyte. I didn't. Say, I was hi. contracting the story because nothing of real value happened. <laughs> Fair sure. enough. He didn't, like, pull out his trench coat, turn into bats, and fly away. He did not turn into bats. Okay. Damn it. Okay. That would make this easy, because then you know which one to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my first first thought is that Frank Miller, I think, is a bit... He seems a bit too much of an auteur curmudgeon to actually want to marry. Oh, Um, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I think, barring any other thoughts that come my way, I think Frank Miller might be my fuck just so that I can, you know, have done that. How many people can say that? Like, oh, yeah, I really like The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, (laughs) I fucked him. (laughs) (laughs) I I fucked the guy who made that. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're on the same page. You you fuck Frank Wheeler for the story, for the for the bragging rights. (laughs) Also, I bet he probably has like really good taste in like alcohol or something. Yeah, I bet it'd be a funny. He looks like a drinker. He looks like a drinker. It'd be a fun evening. It, I bet he. I bet he does you pretty fucking nasty. I bet he. <gasps> he he literally straps you to the wall yeah. and melts candles on you, and turns into bats. I'm about oh to go God. Batman on that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's so strange because he's a real guy. I had to go full Batman on the bottom. He's a real person. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's a real person. Um, but he probably does. Real gnarly stuff down Maybe. under, down where the <laughs> down where the boy parts grow. <laughs> where the boy parts grow? <laughs> Frank Miller presents boy parts. <laughs> oh, I'm Mary Chris Claremont, and I put the storm space whale vampire out of its misery. God, no, I'm that, gonna I I you? oh Kirk has Claremont. I don't love it, but. Left with the op- left with the coin toss, uh, and I know that he's a real person and uh, astral Buddhist whale Dracula Storm is not, but uh, there's not a chance in hell I don't marry that <laughs> that fantasy. Fair enough, I guess, yeah, and I, I and I guess yeah. we know that once the X Men uh, defeat the Brood, she just turns into Storm again. So. Then oh, you're no. I'm with keeping Storm. the I'm keeping the Dracula whale. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you think do you think if Dracula whale storm dies, you have to blow it up? Not, oh, you better believe I'm blowing it up. <laughs> wait, w- wait. What the what? fuck do either of you mean when you say blow it up? <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, you know, whenever like whales show up on 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 the shore, they gotta like blow them up. Oh, like a beached whale. Yeah, but she's like a space whale. She's like a beached space whale. Oh, I was talking about hot loads. Oh, (laughs) no, 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 no. Absolutely not. How much do I have to pay you to never say hot loads on the (laughs) podcast again? (laughs) Vampire Storm and her hot loads. No, no. I'm melting. I'm dissolving. Okay, so <laughs> I I also sex I also sex Frank Miller. Okay. Over a over a really nice bottle of whiskey. Hell yeah. Do you ask him to keep the hat on? God no, absolutely not. He has to put a cloak on though. He has well, to wear you a don't... He has we to are... put a cloak on. <laughs> We can only see photos of Frank Miller with a hat on. He has never, I don't think he's ever been photographed without this hat on. So you don't know what's under there. So he's like, it'll be like a Bigfoot sighting where I will be the only one who has ever seen him without a hat on because I force him to take it off during sex. Got it. Got it. Yeah. 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 So your version of this is, oh, I fucking love The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, yeah. Well, I know what's <laughs> under his hat. <laughs> <laughs> It's really, really gray, I promise. I mean, um, I gotta say, Shane, like, 
I get where you're coming from in normal context. Uh, if you make Frank Miller take off all his Dracula clothes and <laughs> give it up a lot, you're, you're trading. You're trading down. I feel like no, 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 no. I said he has to take off the hat, and then I said he has to put a cloak on. I know. I you did say put a cloak on, but I would just keep him. I would keep him as is, right out of the box. Frank Miller, right out of the box. You you think the Frank Miller right out of the box is worth more than a Frank Miller that's been modified post box? <laughs> Usually, usually as is. <laughs> Can he dress up as a Jedi? Can we give him a lightsaber? <laughs> I'm sure that will not take much convincing. <laughs> Do you think Frank Miller likes the Jedi? Do you think he's a Jedi or a Sith person? Do you think Frank Miller would do me while holding a lightsaber. <laughs> do you think Frank Miller would do me dressed as Jabba and I was dressed as Leia? <laughs> do, you, do you think that you would let me kiss him as Leia? Um, oh my God. God, what if he hears this? Uh, yeah, you're the one saying it. <laughs> I kill Chris Claremont because I don't think he lived up to the hype in the X-Men world that everyone said. Okay. And how I, about, and you marry the... I marry Vampire Whale Dracula Storm because I'd want to go fly around the galaxy with her. All right. Okay. I respect That's, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I don't blow that. her up. I don't blow her up. with Either way. Hot loads. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say it again! <laughs> oh! All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, too. You know, the, the two of you, thank you. I appreciate oh, you, you both. I appreciate you both for being here. Thank you so much. I think this has been a great issue. Number 57 of the Infinite Backlog. Uh, totally new stuff next week. And in the meantime, I'm going to go watch the Magnum P.I. channel. Because we all know on television, on cable television, there's a channel that only plays MacGyver and Magnum P.I. You know that exists. I know it exists. I'm going to go turn it on and watch Tom Selleck. <laughs> so that's my evening. Goodbye. Bye. Tom Selleck away. Bye.